back to the Shark Bait Show. I am your host, Joshua Frogelin, and it's 3-3 three to three in the Barracuda game. Woo, woo, oh my god, Ryan Merkley. Uh, anyway, yeah, currently watching that, but talking about the Sharks game, uh, I've had a little more time to think about this one, so hopefully that helps kind of my thoughts be a little more, a little more understand, understood, but the, that was a game that the Sharks played, and it was hockey, am I right? Uh... Yeah, so Sharks fall 3-1 to one to the Golden Knights. It was a weird game because I feel like I feel there's still no way to be kind of happy with it. I mean, the one, the good way to look at it is to say, oh my gosh, guys, the Sharks didn't give up an even-strength goal to one of the best teams in the league. And I think that's a good way of looking at it. But in if you're going to apply that... uh. The Sharks scored one goal on a team missing a top 15 defenseman and another of their starting defensemen. Uh, Theodore was out, another one of their starters was out. I forget who. Now? I cannot remember. Anyway, Shark, yeah, Knights were missing two of their best defensemen. Obviously, they still have Petrangelo. Obviously, they're an amazing team. But yeah, Sharks, they were still without their better players. And the Sharks still couldn't really capitalize on it. Uh, so that's just not a good situation. So. Yeah, uh, so about the game, I guess. So, first period, Sharks are, I mean, they were, I feel like, outplaying the Knights to start the game, which was, which was nice to see. Uh, there was, let me think, um, what was the first period goal? I believe that was the, oh, the first period goal was somewhat early on the power play with that, uh, that really weird goal for Marcheseau, who we will, Marcheseau will be a topic that we discuss in this episode. Uh, yeah, Marceau gets this really weird bounce, uh, bounce to himself. I mean, I would like to blame Vlasic as like part of the blame Vlasic committee. What was his defense to to uh, Marceau? He was just like, oh, you want to take a shot? I'll like not get in the way of it. it what? I don't understand that. So, yeah, that happens. And then Sharks go down. Uh, that ends the period. Sharks were actually out shooting them. I can't remember if outchancing them or not. Uh, it didn't really matter, though, because Sharks were still down. But, I mean, I still felt good as like a Shark fan. I was like, you know what, there's there's some there's some hope here. And then, uh, second period, they get the goal from Mark Stone, I believe. Uh, yeah, Mark Stone on the power play. Uh, just stuff going on in front, and Mark Stone backhanding it in. Uh, I mean, not much Jones can do on that. Uh, just, yeah, a play that happened. And the Sharks are down too. Uh, then you have the man, the myth, the legend, Tomas Hurdle, heating up uh, with from Vlasic and Balsers, which are just the most consistent offensive producers along with Hurdle. Uh, assisting it for Hurdle, Balsers with like the cross crease pass for the one-timer for Hurdle. It's a good shot, and Sharks are back in it. And then, honestly, the Sharks didn't really feel like they were back in it, <laughs> even in the third just early penalty stuff, early goal against. Sharks just never got really into it. Um, oh, I don't mention this in the second period. What the actual hell, Marchezo? Like, what was that? Like, Schmidt was clearly injured. Like, I don't think any person saw that he was not injured. And then, like, oh, wait, injured player? Oh my gosh. Well, I have this handy dandy stick right here. And if I exude a shit ton of force at him with it it'll hurt him the already injured player who doesn't want to be out there that they should have blown the whistle for 
is out there and I could injure him more. I mean, that's just a no-brainer. Um, he's so freaking stupid. So that happened. What the hell? This should have been a penalty. Uh, I, there's a lot of stuff online saying like, oh, Carlson or Hurdle or whoever should have stood up for him. Uh, the way the refs were calling that game, uh, I think they would have just gotten a penalty if they if they stood up for Shimmick, honestly. I had no problem with it. Uh, they The play was still going on. They need to make sure that they got the puck out. Best case scenario, if they stood up for Shimmick, you got offsetting penalties uh, with them still having a chance to score on you. So don't take yourself out of the play. But yeah, they were just dicks. Anyway, screw Vegas. Um, yeah, and the refs just weren't calling stuff consistently. There was at least three cross checks that should have been called um throughout the game there was that one trip on balsers in the second that was just so blatantly obvious that it was just so clear that the refs were told hey hey don't take don't don't call too much and then they were like oh wait delay a game we love that one uh, it's just so whatever anyway yeah so then third period tracks didn't really get much going and they just ran into penalty trouble and that was what happened in the game so it's a weird situation for the Sharks to be in. Uh, bottom of the division now, tied for bottom uh, with uh, LA. And I don't know how their points percentage compares to Anaheim, who is in a playoff spot, but like, are they? They've played more games than everyone. So yeah, who knows what's gonna happen from here. So the big news is the Shimmick injury, but the other big news is Eric Carlson is dealing with something. Uh, he did not play the last 11 minutes of the game. Uh, he remained on the bench the whole time. Uh, Bugner didn't seem all that worried, but he was uh, not playing, and he said he was going to the trainer after the game. So we'll see what happens. Uh, that's brutal if the Sharks lose him is the is the main cause for concern because then you missing you just miss your second pairing, and no team is going to be good without their entire second pairing, especially when that second pairing costs like almost 14 million uh yeah that's not that's brutal so i'm guessing clayson is now that i think about it more i think i'm thinking clayson goes in he has nice number at like advanced analytics but kind of small sample size career-wise so we'll see what happens uh with that um yeah and then other than that middleton or Meloche could currently <laughs> Ryan Merkley's having the game of his life for the Barracuda, so who knows? Maybe maybe he gets into one, but uh, yeah. So it's it's brutal. Who knows what's gonna happen uh, with that? And then forward lines: Curtis Gabriel and Rudolph Spalsers were inserted into the lineup at the expense of Noah Gregor and John Leonard. I, yeah, I wanted to throw up saying that. Why was John Leonard taken out? He why did he finish the game in the top six? versus LA, he was one of four forwards with a positive impact, and then he got taken out, and I understand, like, oh, you don't want Ryan Reeves, like, to mess with your, like, one of your better prospects, I'm sorry, who stood up to Reeves that entire game? No one, Gabriel played seven minutes and didn't do crap during it, there was no point, that was so stupid, uh, yeah, I don't understand a lot of Bugner, I think I'll talk about, I, I'll expand upon that, what the hell is Bugner doing? Like, I, I don't know if he's trying to tank. I don't understand if, like, Wilson's just like, hey, I really like Fabian Lozell, or I really like Brant Clark. So if you could just suck, I'd really appreciate it. So I don't know what's going on. 
So, I don't, yeah, he, he makes these lineup changes that just don't really work or make sense. It's like, oh my god, we're going into Vegas against one of the best teams in the league. I bet we don't need to score goals, so let's take away uh, some guy that has had a positive impact on on goal scoring, and then a guy that has two goals, which is more than most of our players, because that makes sense. I just didn't understand, I didn't understand it. Um, I understood putting Balsers in, but why not take out a certain Marcus Sorensen? Uh, who actually hasn't played that bad, but he just he has no he has no ceiling. He's a floor. He has a floor. You know what you're getting every game, but what you're getting every game. Here's the issue. So you have these players like Nieto and Sorensen, and Nieto has not played too great as of recently. He had a nice game tonight. Um, actually, not really. On the PK, he had a nice game, but you have these players like Nieto and Sorensen, and their floor or their they don't have like a floor or ceiling. They literally just have a, this is what you're getting every night. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, and then you have players like John Leonard, who have upside that is way higher than Marcus Sorensen or Matt Nieto. And then they have a floor that is just like minutely under what you get every single goddamn night from these players. But no, we, we still don't play them because we need these these young kids learning the right way to play. And the right play to play, right way to play is tanking for Brant Clark. So that's just something that's happening. Yeah. Uh, Michigan's really good at hockey, though, so maybe go for uh, certain Matthew Mayers. Yeah. Um, the way this season's going, a, a draft episode may come up. So, yeah, Sharks lost. They, go, they play Anaheim uh, Monday. So for that, I would think you just go... You're playing a crappy team, so I think you just go full-on youth movement. So I think I am predicting that Alexi Melnichuk makes his NHL first NHL start, not his NHL debut technically, but his NHL first NHL start. Because what do you have to lose? You have Jones, who's yet to record a 900 save percentage in a game since I forget, like the 18th of January. It's something like that, maybe the 22nd. Um, just not not good. Uh, you get you know what you're getting with him, and you're getting an under league average goalie you're getting one of the not very good goalies of the league uh Dubnik's injured obviously so he's not coming in anytime soon uh or who knows what his timetable is but yeah Jones is not performed very well tonight wasn't I couldn't really blame him that much for the goals uh he, he let in three I think actually I think money puck only had I guess he gave it he let up 0.6 goals above expected tonight oh wait actually that's really bad um but it's just uh it's just not a good situation for the sharks i'm not sure what's going to happen uh i would put leonard in in gregor back uh or just let i mean you don't have to put gregor back i just think you put leonard in i don't understand how you how you could not at this point vegas had 3.5 expected goals never mind jones actually had a, a good game that was weird um yeah, wait, 5-on-5, five five, they had 1.42 expected goals. So that's basically it right there. Um, this season, Jones is, let's see, save percentage above expected. The third worst in the league. Uh, and he's ahead of two legends, Tristan Jerry and Marcus Hogberg. What is worrisome is Matt Murray is outperforming him, which is just not a sight you want to see. Uh, so is Demko. Oh, God. Yeah, brutal. So, 
I think I think Melnichuk gets a start. You're playing a not a great team. The only reason I think they wouldn't play Melnichuk is if you're gonna have or Melnichuk. Sorry, it's Melnichuk, it's Melnichuk per Melnichuk. Um, the only reason I wouldn't play Melnichuk is you're possibly gonna be missing your second pairing next game, and that's just not a good situation to put a new goalie in. Be like, hey, uh, you're gonna get a first pairing, a third pairing, and an AHL defense in front of you. Have fun. So. I don't think that's the greatest idea. So I think if Carlson's out, I think if Jones is in, I think if Carlson's in, then you play Melnichuk. Um Yeah, I would take out I would take out Gabriel. He played seven minutes. Like I understand that he would I understand what his purpose is. His purpose is to be tall Michael Haley. Um so I understand why he exists and I understand he's such a nice person. I just wanna say that. Like if you follow him on Instagram He's such a nice person. He's such a good person. Like, I, he's such a good person. So I just want to make that clear. He just isn't really a very high ceiling player like a John Leonard is. John Leonard's going to have a huge NHL career. Gabriel is a, a role player. Um, he's there that, to fit a certain bill that I don't think the Sharks are going to need in Anaheim or facing Anaheim. Uh, and I don't think they really, they really need it in general. This team, besides against Vegas or maybe St. Louis, um, you're not really facing too many physical teams. So I wouldn't worry about that too much. Uh, yeah, I have to question some of Bugner, Bugner's ideas on the forward lines. Why was I understand Balser's had an assist, but like, why was he in the top six still? He had three turnovers tonight where Hurdle like, made a really nice pass or Carl, Carlson in transition passed it to him, and then he just couldn't handle it. Just Donato could. Leonard could. Just put them out there. Um, yeah, I would go first line of Kane, uh, Couture, LeBanc. It's been fine. Uh, it had some nice, it had chances tonight, especially one really nice one from Kane, uh, on a one-on-one. So, uh, yeah. And then I would go, I would go Donato, Hurdle, Meyer. I don't understand why Donato was put in the third line. He didn't have a great game, uh, but no one did. And he's still a really skilled player. But when you're putting him with Marlowe and Nieto, He's not going to do well. He isn't a second liner on every team, but if you put him with, say, Logan Couture or, or Tomas Hurdle, he's going to be a second line player because players help one another. So I think he deserves to be back in the top six. Um, when they did that, Hurdle had two goals. I understand that maybe they didn't really help, but he that, it's still, you know, it happened. So just put him back there. Leonard on the third line. I would go Leonard. I guess Marlowe is our third line center at this point. Uh, even though Gambrel gets a crap ton of PK time. So go Leonard, Hurdle, and uh, Balsers then. Uh, and then fourth line, just mix and match with the fourth liners that we have under contract. So, yeah. Um, I bet Jaros... Or, no, sorry, not Jaros. Jaros could get called up, though, with this injury. Um, but I would assume that Clayson makes his, his, uh, San Jose debut in this game. So good for him. Uh, or next game, uh, that injury to, 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 uh, Shimmick was brutal. So yeah, Sharks need to, they need to commit to a plan for the season. So you're, you've faced every game, every team in your division so far, uh, with this playing Vegas. So, let's see. You've split every series except against Vegas one game and versus the Avalanche, and you have one regulation win in 12 games. 
So just to repeat that, they have one regulation win in 12 games. Uh, for those playing at home, that is the lowest in the NHL, or tied for the lowest, um, I believe. So, yeah, you can't, you're not a good team if you're doing that. So either the Sharks need need to turn it around or just start trading some players, getting late-round picks, and just play the kids, rotate the kids, get Chmielewski in, get Gregor in, get Leonard in, get... Merkley must have heard about the injuries because he is playing well. Um, so, yeah, just don't do anything stupid and uh, try, look into this offseason try to get rid of a large contract. It's probably going to have to require some payment, but the Sharks actually have something underrated about the Sharks' prospect pool right now is there's a lot of depth at, at, uh, at wing, and there's none of them are really high-class talents. Um, I wouldn't say any of them are honestly that high-class talents. Uh, I guess I guess Ozzy is your best one, uh, the 2021st round pick. Um, but you have a bunch of depth. So right now, the, under... 25 uh the like sharks right under 23 like the sharks like middle six like type players jonathan dolan ivan che- uh ivan uh john leonard um who else Joachim blickfeld uh and then even currently you have lebank donato uh kane in the future because he will eventually regress he's like 28 29 um you have a bunch of middle six players you can trade one of them and a pick with a large contract. Uh, maybe not one of the like really severe ones, but Kane or um, Burns, you can get you can get away with that. In my opinion, uh, I'm of the I'm of the impression that they could get away with that. So, I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's not a good situation. The fact that I'm already thinking about expansion draft strategies, trades, and who the Sharks are going to pick early is not good. Um, yeah, so that's part of the reason why I'm saying the stuff about picking is the Sharks need to commit to a season goal because this draft class kind of has what they need. There's there's one... Sh- so the Sharks' best position in terms of prospects, they have two good positions, in my opinion, for young players. Center, you have Robbins. I mean, you have Bordalo as your top guy. Robbins and Chmielewski battling out for like the second and third spots, uh, and then I don't know Scott Reedy, Yager Spiridonov, etc. Are like your fourth line type players uh, for center, and then left defense you have Ferraro obviously for the the distant future. Uh, you have Knaizov, I don't know if it's Knaizov or Knaizov. Uh, you have Pashnuk, you have Hataka, you ha- or Hataka, you have. Uh, Brinson Pashnuk. You just have a lot of guys there. One of them... Oh, Knaizov. Uh, you have a lot of players there. And then... So, that means you're... Like, you need a you need a top-tier winger to to place with Bordalo for the, for the future, or you need a better right defenseman, because your only right defenseman prospect currently is Ryan Merkley, who obviously I'm hyping up because he's playing really well. But uh, you don't really have one other than him. So, Brant Clark is obviously the only right-handed defenseman in the top side of the draft, and I think he's the best defenseman in the draft currently. Uh, I could be swayed towards Luke Hughes, but right now, uh, in my opinion, it's Brant Clark. So, yeah, I think that you need to really commit. If you can get a top a top seven-ish pick, you can get one of 
the two really good Swedish wingers that are in the draft uh, to help supplement the like really good center core that you're building, uh, or you're going to get a top defenseman. So if you can pick in the top seven-ish, the Sharks are going to be really good, really good for their future. So I just think that is important to, to recognize why I think the Sharks tanking is a good idea because it like makes sense because in a few years when Bordola, uh, Ozzy, Merkley are all making their debuts and all solidifying roster spots, uh, they need some help and the like kind of really good like help is there. So the Sharks really need to commit to something. And if they're if they if if Doug Wilson thinks no, this team is just underperforming right now. We're built really well. This is just like just some BS that's going on. Unlucky, whatever. Then I don't know. Try to trade for someone that proves it. Ryan Dezingle just went to Ottawa. I don't understand. I don't think he would stay there long term. I'd assume he's on the trade block. Uh, Jake Vertanen apparently the Sharks even checked in on. He's probably on the trade block. Um, who else? Uh, who else are like people trying to th- trade? I'd assume if the NCAA gets traded from from the night, uh, the Kings. Yeah, so the Sharks, they have some, they need to commit to something, and the injuries could solidify that this season is just, um, uh, it's just a, a chance for them to reload. I also want to say that none of the players I mentioned that are going to be in the next year's draft are going to play right away. I think only one player will, and that's Matthew Brenners, who the Sharks don't really need, they don't really need a center. So, yeah. Oh, and then goaltending, Melnichuk. Melnichuk is your future. Hopefully, he gets a chance to prove that. So, yeah, and that'll do it. So, the Sharks are going to be in a tough spot because after this game versus Anaheim, the record, the 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 schedule is so tough. It's exclusively against the top three teams for almost a month. It's going to be not a good situation, and the Sharks will have played around half ish their season with that. And it's not going to be a good record, most likely. And so you really got to think about how this team's going to look after that. So I, I would be eager to see how this is going to go. And on that note, I want to thank you guys for listening. I am your host, Joshua Frojlin. Check me out at Josh Frojlin on Twitter. Um, F-R-O-J-E-L-I-N if you need spelling. Uh, I will have the game review for the Hockey Riders going up soon. So check out my work on the Hockey Riders and the good Shark Riders that are on there. Uh, three of us, There's three of us mainly. And uh, the show has a, a Twitter at shark underscore bait underscore show. I hope you enjoy your Valentine's Day. I know I won't because I'll be lonely. Uh, just like Alexei Milnichuk will be left alone in a few games. Anyway, I hope you had a great day and thank you for listening.